The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey everyone, it's Mike Morford here, host of The Murder of My Family. I hope that everyone's holidays were great and that your new year is off to a fantastic start so far. I'll be back on January 11th with an all-new episode of The Murder of My Family. In the meantime, I wanted to invite you to check out a new podcast that's out right now that I co-produced. It's called Scene of the Crime. Scene of the Crime is a narrative-style true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look at one case per season and calls on experts, investigators, and people personally connected to the case to help tell the story accurately and with as much detail as possible. Season 1 of Scene of the Crime explores the February 2017 murders of Abby Williams and Libby German in Delphi, Indiana. You're about to hear a five-minute preview of what's coming up in Season 1 of Scene of the Crime. After you listen to this preview, be sure to search for and subscribe to Scene of the Crime so you don't miss a single episode. You can find Scene of the Crime everywhere you listen to podcasts. I hope everyone will check it out, and we'll see you back here soon for another episode of The Murder of My Family. In Scene of the Crime Season 1, Delphi, we explore the February 2017 murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German in Delphi, Indiana. It could have been any one of our kids. It could have been anyone at the bridge that day. If you haven't walked across the bridge, you don't understand, right? Yeah, like that bridge but is scary. It is scary, and those railroad ties are rotted. That bridge scares me, so yeah. for somebody to be able to cross it, he's moving well enough that he has to know the bridge. He's done that before. I remember when I was down there, they were mapping out like how everybody was going to search and they kind of put everybody into groups. They told us just to look for anything that was suspicious or that we thought might maybe something and that we weren't supposed to touch anything that we were just supposed to call out. As soon as I saw that, I knew something really bad happened. My biggest fear is that whoever did this would do it again. I don't want that to happen to another family because I'm telling you, it's hell. Those girls loved each other. They were good friends. Neither one of them left each other's side. Both those girls are heroes. It's hard for me to believe anybody could do something so bizarre and horrible and not feel compelled to tell somebody about it. You'll hear from Abby and Libby's families who share things from their perspective. Before the words came out, I knew. I knew this was not good. I had a feeling that it wasn't good. I wanted to be hopeful, but I think when they said the word bodies, it it rushed into me and it told me they're not here anymore. I think Becky told me Lydia is afraid of the dark was when I really got concerned that something wasn't right. People don't understand that our lives have turned 360 degrees and another 180. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain. Uh, we all got shocked into the regular world's reality. In the beginning, you had people acting like we took them out in the middle of nowhere and dropped them off on a trail. But, but the trails are what kids did. My biggest fear was that I was going to recognize that voice and it was going to be somebody we knew. We watched the people around us too because we know that he's there somewhere. So it also causes us to trust people a little less. The detectives were like, this is not going to take that long. It's a small town. Somebody's going to say something and this is all going to be over soon. 
people leave their doors unlocked, leave the keys in the car, garage doors open at night. I mean, that's just the way it was. Unfortunately, this changed all that. Derek takes it day by day. Him and Libby were close. They were a lot alike. They had their own little bond. Derek struggled. He was looking for them when the killer was probably there. That is devastating to him. Him thinking, I I couldn't save her. You'll also hear from experts trying to help us understand the case. Paul Holes, the renowned former detective and DNA expert, whose work helped bring the alleged Golden State killer, Joseph D'Angelo, to justice. Shortly after solving the Golden State killer case, I did speak with an investigator that was involved with the Delphi murders. Colleen Fitzpatrick, the renowned forensic genealogist and one of the founders of the DNA Doe Project, Say like I meet you when we shake hands. Well, you know, somewhere at a store, and I haven't seen you in a while. We shake hands, give a hug, and you know, we talk a minute and go away. And then I go, or I go into a house, and shown that because we shook hands, when I touch that doorknob, your DNA might be on the doorknob. Dr. Catherine M. Brown, an expert in child abductions and murders. Child abduction murders in and of themselves are incredibly rare, but the abduction of two children at one time is even rarer. I've only seen a couple in my entire career. Then Carroll County Prosecutor Robert Ives. There is a lot of crime scene evidence. Uh, Some of it is somewhat odd. The crime scene was physically strange. There was no logical reason anybody would have known those girls would be there that day. You'll also hear from the people tasked with trying to identify the killer. Why Libby? Why Abby? Why Delphi? I say that because this is a classic example and a clear example that evil lives amongst us. We are investigating this as as a uh, crime scene. Uh, We suspect foul play. There's a likelihood that he has either done this before or will do it again. A person with no conscience, I mean, a sociopath. We do have some new information for you today. It's in the form of an audio file from the cell phone that Liberty German had with her at the time. Guys. Guys. Those two young girls were everybody's daughter. I refuse to accept evil as a standard bearer in American society. I believe we're one piece of the puzzle away from figuring out who this individual is. To the killer who may be in this room. Do you want to know what we know? And one day, you will. Scene of the Crime, Season 1, Episode 1, will debut on January 2nd, 2020. Be sure to subscribe to Scene of the Crime wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode.